Welcome to episode 99 of the No Degree Podcast. He was convinced he didn't need college, but Stone Fredrickson's parents were not. He had to prove to them that he could create and maintain a stable income. He hasn't graduated high school yet, but he got his start as an entrepreneur pretty early. Listen in to find out how Stone taught himself about financial literacy, started investing at a young age, and how his success on TikTok led him to creating Stone Media, a TikTok marketing agency. Visit nodegree.com to start your journey. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Every sub is appreciated. This show wouldn't be possible without you. Let's get this show started. Welcome to another episode of the No Degree Podcast. Today's guest is Stone Fredrickson, who I'm really excited to have. I've watched him on TikTok and somehow I got an intro to him. Magical world of social media. But before I ask him the first question, like, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. So Stone, you're a TikTok creator and consultant, but how would you describe in a little more detail what you do? Yeah, basically I just help uh, creators and brands start, grow, and, and monetize successfully on, on TikTok because it's such a new platform. So um, I felt like I've gained so much experience and knowledge and learned a, a ton about the platform to where I can you know, provide that for people that don't have that. And so people still have, st- people still think that this is a platform of like dancing and little trends. But in reality, there are businesses, there are creators that are making full-time incomes uh, and, and changing the whole trajectory of their business around this platform, um, which is just insane. I mean, you can't, you can't really do that anymore on a, on a platform like Facebook or, or Instagram. So yeah, that's basically, that's basically what I do. And um, I also create content on both of my accounts. And so, um, yeah, other than that, school and that's it. And you're so right because some of the best career content, negotiation content, I learned on TikTok, right? Some things that I'm actually using in my business. And if you end up following a specific type of account, you could find that info. And it's something underrated that they're just like all social media. There are like career parts of TikTok. There are sales parts of TikTok. There's like TikTok for uh, businesses and all that. So that's cool. Now let's kind of take it back, right? So you're 18 years old. How is middle school like for you? I usually don't go back to middle school. How is middle school like for you? And would you want to be in middle school? In middle school, I was really big into hockey. I uh, played on a very good travel AAA hockey team. We were always like top 10 in the nation, uh, traveling every other weekend, um, playing top t- top tier teams and in the nation and even in the world at some tournaments. Um, and so that's really what I did like six times a week, six, you know, six practices a week. Um, and then that seventh, I was usually in the garage shooting pucks and practicing, but it, it, that was the grind. And so I really wanted to be a, you know, professional hockey player, um, and, and kind of go that realm. But then I, I wasn't too big. I was like very short, you know, very small. And so I was like, eh, I don't know if I, I can really do this until I hit my growth spurt. And then when I hit my growth spurt, I got a, a lot of injuries, got like three hernias. And that was like moving into freshman year of high school. Um, and so I was like, okay, can't really do this. And so that's why I just stuck with high school hockey, just had some fun um, there and then tried football. Football, I didn't really like. And then um, fast forward a little bit into the pandemic, 
when I was around a junior in high school, um, I just had a ton of time on my hands. I was just playing hockey, um, did online school, and couldn't really hang out with friends at the time because, you know, everyone was inside. Um, and so I was just watching a lot of YouTube, watching a lot of TikTok content. And next thing, I was, I was really fascinated with real estate, cars, businesses, and, and to be honest, I mean, money, uh, entrepreneurship. So a lot of entrepreneurship type content came across my For You page and uh, recommended page on YouTube and drop shipping and e-commerce. And so uh, I got really big into that. And then my mom told me that, you know, one of her cousins is really big into e-commerce and does like five, six figures a month uh, in, in revenue. And so I got in contact with him, got big into e-commerce. Uh, and just to give you some time frame, I mean, this is probably end of 2020 going into 2021. And um, so I started a lot of, you know, drop shipping stores, e-commerce in-house, uh, did Amazon FBA print on demand. I mean, you name it, I've probably done it. And then also, you know, did the side hustles of Fiverr, Upwork, making the websites, managing the websites, Facebook ads, Google ads, all that. Um, And then I really had to step back from that and really focus back on grades because wasn't sure if I was going to go to college or not. So I wanted to have that set. If I were to go to college, I could could get into a university and that I wanted to go to. And then so I... Step back from all the e-commerce stuff because, like, every single day, I was just every hour was uh, dedicated to that. And so, uh, my mom and dad were like, "Hey, why don't you, you know, focus on grades?" So I did, and had a lot of time on my hands. And then, so I was like, "Okay, I, I really didn't want to go to school." So I asked my parents. I was like, "Okay, what what do I need to do to convince you guys that I don't need to go to school, or that I don't, or that I shouldn't go to school?" and they were really, I mean, it really came down to money. I mean, having a, a stable lifestyle and the ability to provide for myself and for my family. So I was like, okay. Right after that conversation, went went to my desk and started learning about money, investing, compound interest, index funds, retirement, uh, crypto, I mean, stocks, blue chip stocks, mutual funds, all of it. And I was like, wow, this is super fascinating. I was screwing around with all these businesses and um, you know, trying to make six figures in a month in reality. I, I mean, it, it would just take so long for me to do that in the e-commerce space because it's just trial and error with all these different products and uh, marketing strategies. So I was like, wow, this is super fascinating. I can, you know, invest $200, $300 a month for 30, 40 years straight and become a millionaire guaranteed if I just invest into an index fund and just really, really passive. Um, and so I was like, okay, let's start it now. So I get a minimum wage job, earn about 200 bucks a week, um, 800 bucks a month, and I invest all of it because I'm like, okay, I can invest more. It's just going to cut that time frame in, in half. And so that's what I did. And I was like, you know, every teenager should be doing this. I mean, just in case. And so I was like, I can't go to my you know, uh, friends at school and say, Hey, look, open up a Roth IRA and invest in index funds. And so I started just making YouTube content because I've been creating content online for a long time. I mean, video games and did streaming and everything like that. So I knew that I could reach a lot of people. Um, but I get on YouTube, created 11, 12 videos, didn't perform any, any, you know, good. And so one of my brother's buddies that was big on TikTok, he said, dude, you got amazing value and amazing knowledge. You're just on the wrong platform. You need to get on TikTok. And so that's when I got on TikTok. And then in, 
instantly, boom, I, I, I see traction. Fast forward about a couple months, I, I build that account to 50,000 followers in like less than two months. And then I was like meeting with or networking with people that have admired my entire life, uh, creating this huge positive impact, getting brand deal sponsorships. And I was like, wow, this is super fascinating, the creator economy. And so that's when I told my friends, because that was, that was something I could tell my friends, you know, hey, you like working out, hey, you like playing golf, you like playing video games, create content around it, monetize it, and create a living around it. And, and then, you know, leverage that audience and, and also create a huge positive impact. And, you know, I got the same excuses all the time. Well, I don't know what to create. I don't know how to create. I don't know what platform to start. I don't know, you know, any, all this, all this shit. So I was like, you know, I'm going to create another account teaching you how to, to, to do this, why you should do it, inspiring you to do it. And so that's when I, I started Coach Stone and then grew that account to probably over 100,000 followers in less than two months because I think I, I really resonated with not only teenagers and young adults to take advantage of the opportunity, but also uh, business owners, um, you know, adults. I, I, I mean, I meet with people all the way up to 60 years old that want to take advantage of this opportunity. And so that's why I think that account performs a little bit better. Um, and then, yeah, the rest is history. And fast forward to now, wow. 200,000 okay. followers on that. Yeah. And then 140 on Usually the people one. don't tell their whole life story in the first eight minutes. But no, there's a lot to unpack. So I have some, you know, sort of specific questions. You went into the e-commerce game, right? How, how'd you sort of come across it? And were you sort of making money with it? Or where'd you get up to? Because I see a lot of times, like I had a friend who did well on e-commerce, but you know, a lot of people say, hey, make this much, make this much. And it's, at one time it was easy, right? Like 2014 to right. 2017 drop shipping and all that stuff. But now it's like competitive. You have to have a brand. You have to be smart about it. You have to know your Facebook ad and then the algorithm yeah. change and all that. So how was the situation exactly. for you? Um, I saw a lot of those YouTube videos. You know, I just got into it from those YouTube videos coming on my for you. I mean, not for you page, recommended page, homepage on YouTube, make a hundred grand a month, you know, drop shipping. And so all these videos were basically the same. Find a product, make a website, you know, uh, market and advertise it, sell it, hopefully. And they made it all sound super easy. And they didn't really cover any you know, any of the specific terms that you need to know and all the strategies and everything. Um, so I was like, but I, I was interested. So I got into courses. I got into, uh, you know, talking to my mom's cousin and just kind of asking them questions. But I didn't learn really as much as I did while doing it, you know. So I, what I really recommend if if you're interested in doing it is, just starting a Shopify store and just running through the Shopify Compass courses that they have on there. And they run through everything, not only on Shopify, but like in marketing. You got people like Damian John, you got, you know, high CEOs, you know, high wealth CEOs, entrepreneurs on there making courses, free videos. These are all free. And that's, that's really how I learned a lot of the stuff that I learned. And, um, but then I just started doing, like I made, Four or five websites, you know, different products. Not all, the, not all at the same Shopify time. Sites? Uh, mostly Shopify sites, just because it was just easier for me, and uh, you know, everything was all in one place. Um, some uh, I started, you know, one one business uh, where I got water bottles. I, I put my own uh, branded 
water bottles on them and did that, like flasks. Then I did uh, like resistant bands, yoga mats when those were big because the pandemic. Uh, but no, I didn't have any success with all of it. I mean, all of it was pretty shit because, you know, Facebook ads were really expensive. iOS 14 was just coming out, which was just, just destroying data. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was way harder than people perceived it to be, especially in these YouTube videos. And I think when they're talking about, you know, well, with a, with majority of them, when they say that they make this huge, substantial amount of income, they probably did it, you know, like you said, in 2017, 2018. And now they don't even do e-commerce anymore. They just make content around it and promote a course that basically is their YouTube videos. And that's how they make their yeah. income. And then the other thing is, you can fake the screenshots. You can do a lot. I've seen a lot exactly. of dirty things. And yeah. I know someone who does well on Amazon FBA. And, you know, the, the big issue is they never share their product. So once they find their product, yeah. yep. they never share it. And it's a very dirty game. So there was someone who was doing Amazon FBA. Someone actually ran Facebook ads going to that person's FBA page saying something like, hey, this product is free shipping and all that stuff. All those people com- or this product will come free. All those people did not get free products. So all those people complained and his store got banned mm. and his store got banned in Q4. Yeah. So they lost out. So it's a very dirty game and you've seen it. People try the shadiest things in that area. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And no one talks about the products. That's completely yeah. right. Or or they'll talk about it when it's completely yeah, it's out of, done. You know, out of date. Yeah, it's done. Um, but I'm just trying to think like, what are the, what are the top things that I've really seen that are bad? Um, I, Amazon FBA, like the, <clears throat> I, the Amazon FBA, right when I got into it, Amazon increased the, uh, the percentages of which they take. And so it would just eat up into margins. Um, but a lot of it is like, you, you need a lot of capital and that's well, no, the biggest thing was, um, a lot of people don't realize with drop shipping is that the shipping times are like 30 to 40 days, sometimes even 50 days. And so it's just not sustainable long-term and you don't get recurring customers, which is really what you want in business. And so when they get their product, they either one, forgot that they even ordered it or two, they're just so pissed off and they'll go on your Instagram, they'll go on your Facebook, they'll go on your website and just leave a, a shitty review. Uh, which can decrease conversions later down the line yeah. too. The other thing is, like, I, I knew someone who, when he did well, uh, sometimes you spend 5K on just Facebook ads for data purposes to figure out, like, which yeah. works. Like, he said, yeah. he, he had a t shirt brand. He said he would test 20 t shirt designs. Only one of those would be a winner. So you'd have to run ads. And this is maybe you're running like a couple hundred dollars ads on each t shirt. So you need. Exactly. Data. Like, what if you're the unlucky? It's the 25th T-shirt that wins, and you spent all your ad money, and especially at 14 yeah. years old, that's not enough money. Yeah. Well, and I, I had a couple hundred dollars to play around with, and that's just, it's just not going to do it compared to these other businesses that just have tons and tons of capital that collect a lot more data. And once you have, you know, more more data, you can just do lookalike audiences and, and retarget those, and so it's a lot easier to where you can you're going to this huge, broad market of 100 million people and, you know, getting, you're, you're paying $10, $20 a day on, on, on three different yeah. campaigns. So and, you yeah. mentioned you had like a job. What was, what was that job you had? Uh, it was a nutritional shop. 
I would like sell supplements, make shakes. And I actually liked that job because I learned a lot about like supplements, working out, um, and like, you know, just health. And so it was because we needed to learn it for the job. You had to like take a test. And so, um, I actually liked that a lot. And then you get like commission, you get like sales experience cause you're selling the supplements and get a commission off of the, the supplements that, you know, uh, that are their brand or whatever. And so, yeah, it was a little good introduction into sales as well. Okay, nice. So how long did you maintain that job? Eight months, let's say. Yeah. And so I, I, I did that. Uh, for a while until I, I told myself I wouldn't quit that job until I was making more in a day than I made there in a okay. month from TikTok. I mean, that's a smart move. Yeah. And then, so when that happened? Around November to de- December of last okay. year. So, yeah. how was the day like when you quit? Like, what did you tell your parents and all that stuff? Like about, I don't know, a week before I decided to, to quit, I was doing like meeting calls in the bathroom and like, yeah, I was like grinding hard and like creating content in the back and, uh, editing content, like when no one was in the store and just like grinding while I had my shift. And then just, I was working four or five days a week and I would come home and I would have to create content or edit content or post more videos or, you know, look at this person's account or even do homework. So what I always say is like, if you're working for something that you don't believe in, that's called stress. But if you're working hard for something that you do believe in, that's called passion. And so I was working hard for something I didn't believe in, which was the job, right? I wanted to build my own business, build my own brand. And so I don't know, it just snapped one day where I was just like, I need to quit this job. Like I'm this, I, like this business that's like TikTok thing is really taking off and I need to pursue it like now. So that way when it comes uh, at the end of the year or end of the school year, I can for sure tell my parents that college is not needed. Um, and at the time, it really wasn't. It was, wasn't even needed, but I wanted to make it like set in stone. You want to tell them it's like, just, yo, I'm making yeah. a statement and it's Yeah. Happening. And so that's when I was just like, that's when I told them, I was like, I'm thinking of, of, of quitting uh, this job and, and doing TikTok full time. And they were like, look, you know, why and uh you know what are you making here what are you making there and then they were like yeah you can do it dude that that's so amazing now i gotta ask this you're already doing a lot when did you go to school um so are you working four or five days and going to school and doing the tiktok yeah okay so yeah so this so here's my weekly schedule when i would do that so from from so i would work monday to Tuesday, Thursday, usually Saturday, maybe even Sunday. Uh, no, no, no Sunday, maybe even Friday. But Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday were set in stone. And so Monday, Tuesday, Thursday was usually school from 7.45 to 2 o'clock, work from 2 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And so that was Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Wednesday, I had calls that whole day from like 7 o'clock. Um, and then from like seven to 10, I was just working on the back end of the business, setting up the funnels, yeah. you know, emails, all that type of stuff. And that was another thing during the whole shift, I was answering emails and the service was so bad. And yeah, that was another thing. <laughs> oh, um, Friday, usually 
So Friday, I usually didn't do anything because that was football games for high school during this beginning uh, stage of of high school. And I knew that this was my last year of high school. Probably wasn't going to go to college. So I wanted to experience yeah. those those high school games. And our football team was yeah. pretty good. Um, two state championships. Nice. So yeah, or one state championship runner-up, but kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday was... 8 a.m. to 1, working at this job, and then calls from, like, 1 to, like, 5, and then majority of the time I'm going out Saturday night as well. And then Sunday is fully content. So editing, scripting, filming, you know, drafting all of my content, about 21 videos total. Um, Yeah, and so it was literally a grind. It was literally 8 a.m. to about 5 to 6 p.m., and then that's when I would just take the rest off and just wow. kind of hopefully that, get some more sleep. schedule. So how did yeah. you create a work ethic? Because that's a work ethic that I I don't see at the high school level or even past high school, right? So how did you create this work ethic? Would you say it's the hockey or what? Um, well, yeah, I think I always had a, a, a good work ethic just because of hockey. And I knew like if you, like I always wanted to become successful and, and, and be the best at whatever I was doing. And so when I did, when I was doing hockey, I just knew that like every single time I wasn't working, I knew that someone else was. And, uh, one of my coaches always would say this and it will always stick with me is like, have like always have that imaginary person in your mind, like in, I don't know, uh, Russia or somewhere that's just always, always grinding. And so when you're not grinding, he is and he or she is getting. 10 times better. And so like you have to put in the work and, and, and maximize what you, you know, work. So like, that was another thing is like a lot of people will say practice makes perfect, but I think, and I know that perfect practice makes perfect because you can go in and, uh, lift or, you know, learn things and kind of half ass it, but that's not going to make you perfect. What's going to make you perfect is training hard, training perfect, you know, learning perfect, you know, really consuming that information and uh, utilizing that information, executing on, on that information. And so, yeah, I think it was really from from hockey. And then I think just, I don't know, like business really, um, I really jived with business. I mean, especially in e-commerce, I was like, this is badass. You know, I could build a, I could build a business here. I can build a brand you know, and, and create a product that everyone can use, you know? And so I just, I was really fascinated about that and really obsessed about that. Um, and then just fast forward into the TikTok and, and content realm. I'm even more obsessed about it just because of, you know, the impact that you can make at scale for free just by utilizing your time. And so I, I viewed it as um, an opportunity. And rather than saying, I have to create content, I got to create content. I would say I get to create content. I get to put out this message and help out these thousands of teenagers, young adults, and even businesses and brands to grow on TikTok. Now, you convince your parents. How, what, what did that con- conversation go like? Were they surprised? So I knew that money was, it was a big thing, right? So like, if, if I didn't have money, money to move out, money to provide for myself, for my family, they just, I was in control of that. Like they, they were in control of me. And so all I really did was just put my head down and, and try to make as much money as I possibly could and 
get off their payroll as much as I could. And so, um, it wasn't, now it's not much of like convincing. It's just like, I have the ability to move out and and provide for myself now. So it's like, um, yeah. And it, but they, they're like, they understand that I have that opportunity and I have that sort of money to where they're like, save it, invest it, grow it. You, you don't have any expenses here. You can live here for as long as you want, you know, but you grow your money because we know that you're, you're making a good amount of money. Uh, invest it now because you have, you won't have this time when, you know, to, to do it and, and for that money to compound. So I'm really grateful for that too. But yeah, that's kind of how Take advantage of it because I know so many people want to get out. They want to do things and all that. But like the three, four years that you can save, like just like, you know, compound interest, I tell people that money stays with you the rest of your life. That money grows with you for the rest of your life. You, if you have zero at whatever, 20 to 26 and you're making money, you sort of don't have this thing growing. So by the time you're whatever, 30, 40, and the ones who've done it, they're the ones who have like the freedom in whatever age. And then they can do truly whatever they want. And then they can do these big businesses that take maybe sometimes a year or two to get off the ground. Like I had a former boss, he put $3 million into a business. It took two to three years to break even. And now he's making hand over fist, but he had the luxury of putting that money in. He had the luxury of not having it be profitable enough. So no, it's smart on you for doing that. Now, what do your friends think? Like, how is it being someone in high school who sort of has money? How's the high school experience like for you? I think a lot of my friends don't realize kind of what I do at the scale yeah. I do it. Um, a lot of people are jealous and kind of, you know, uh, condescending and, um, you know, think that, you know, they're better than yeah. me, which I don't yeah. care, you know, like I could care less, but uh, they kind of give me that look or, or feel. Um, but there's other people that uh, understand my value and ask me questions every day and, uh, you know, try to, try to get as much knowledge as they possibly can out of me, which I love. Like, I always tell these people, like, all these guys and people that, random people that just come up to me, it's like, ask me any questions at any time. You know, whether it be investing, whether it be anything about life, goals, uh, success, whatever it is. Like, and so, I get a sense of, like, which kids, you know, really understand what I do at the scale I do it, and then other kids that just don't know what I do. Like, there are, there are, some of my close friends don't even understand uh, that I have, or don't even know that I have two accounts. They just think I have one account and don't even think I make money off of this and still think that I'm working at that other job. Um, I, because I don't go around, you know, tell them. move. I'm and, telling you, and, smart. Because yeah. that's how you know the people who are genuine and that's how you know how you sort of get these, whatever, so-called groupies exactly. or whatever. And these are the people who, when your car's broken down at 2 a.m., nowhere to yep. respond. Exactly. Yeah. So did you ever think you would get to this point when you started? Um, not this quickly. I, I thought, uh, especially during e-commerce, I was like, okay, I, I was ready to, well, I wouldn't say I was ready to fail, but I knew I was going to have to fail multiple, multiple times because that's what uh, my mom's cousin said. He's like, dude, I've started 30, 40 e-commerce you know, businesses that all lost me a ton of money. Like this is this is a, a marathon, not a sprint, and so that's when I really realized, like, okay, I gotta, you know, just be in it for the long haul, especially if I really want to be an entrepreneur, which I did. I mean, 
I think I, I was born an entrepreneur. I mean, uh, growing up, I would do the lemonade stands. I would sell like these rubber brand bracelets in the lobbies of like hotels and uh, the, the ice rink and sell fidget spinners and fake AirPods. I, I would do all that. And, um, and so I just knew that like I had to fail to learn and that failure is the best teacher. And then uh, really, I started creating content on TikTok and I was like, you know what? Like everyone says that I have this, you know, voice, this passion, this obsession. And uh, I was like, this is, this, this is definitely my outlet to, to really utilize that and, and take full advantage and, and utilize these tools that are given to every single one of us um, to, you know, build an audience, uh, provide a huge positive impact on people and uh, provide a lot of information and, uh, you know, monetize it at, towards the end. But that, that's another thing that I, I'm starting to realize or not starting to realize. I've, I've seen it time and time again with a lot of content creators is monetizing too early because especially in the e-commerce affiliate marketing space, so many people are so greedy and don't have patience and want money now when in reality they have 50, 60, 70, 80 years of their life to live for. And, you know, they can't sacrifice six months, let alone a year, you know, two years to build a, a strong foundation community that knows, likes, and trusts them. That way they monetize effectively after that. And so when I realized that, I was like, okay, I really just need to, to focus on building this audience first rather than making this money. And so that's why I continued that job. Uh, while I created content. No, smart move. I think that's very true. People make their first ten dollars to ten hundred dollars, and they get so close on they get so close minded on that that they forget. Like, hey, you can make a thousand, you can make five thousand, you can make ten thousand if you just think of the bigger picture. Right? That that audience is so powerful. So now let's kind of take a different direction. What are some of the mistakes that you sort of made? So in terms of like e-commerce, or just or in general, you kind of look back like, hey, you know what? Here's what I was doing wrong, or here's what I, I wish I realized a little earlier. I think the first thing was not starting early enough. And you started early. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how you... <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was just watching a ton of YouTube videos around like e-commerce and all that stuff for like six, seven months on end. And it was just the same information. And I just wasn't getting anywhere until I, I, I would see a lot of successful play, people just say, start. Stop. And I was afraid. I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of losing money. But in reality, it's like, if you were to lose money, that's just an investment, you know, like, because when you fail, that's an experience that's just invaluable for you and, and your future um, and a lesson that's, that's super invaluable. And so I was like, oh my God, I, I got to just start. And so that's when I, that's what I started. That was one mistake, was not starting earlier enough. Um, another mistake was probably, towards the middle of, of my career was learning too much. Now, uh, a lot of people think that you just have to learn so much, so much. But when you are pinpoint, you know, uh, focused on something and you are obsessed about it and passionate about it, you don't need to learn a lot of information, but, but rather information that's relevant to whatever you're doing and your vision and your values. A lot of people get in this, I got to read more books. I got to, you know, watch more courses. But in reality, it's just, no, you got to, read and, and watch courses that are most relevant to you, your vision, your values, and what you're doing and execute on that information rather than having an information overload uh, to where you, you're so uh, consumed with so much information to where you're just overwhelmed and stressed and 
you end up not doing anything or going anywhere. And so that was another thing. Um, I think also maybe just like asking for, or not asking, but networking more in the beginning. Um, I felt like I needed to learn everything. I felt like I needed to do everything. But in reality, it's just like when you have a network that you can ask, hey, what's the best camera here? Should I start on YouTube? Uh, how do you monetize this product? Should I provide this product, et cetera, et cetera? It cuts your learning curve in half. And so that way you don't have to search the internet, you know, 20 different, 30 different articles, videos, and you can just get a straight answer from someone that's been doing it for their entire life. Sometimes I'm telling you, it's even more than 50%. Because sometimes you learn something that you would have never thought you should find or something that it's in some random corner of the internet and you're like, I would have never thought of that. I would have never searched that. So you would have never found it. Yeah. And yeah, 100%. yeah, mentors have sort of changed my life. They sort of changed the trajectory. It sort of impacted my business in so many wonderful ways. And again, sometimes it's three hours of internet or just one question to the right person who that, you know, who enjoys what you do and who supports you and who you support in various methods. Now, TikTok exactly. has changed, right? It's, you know, platforms always change. How has the TikTok industry changed over time? Because again, first it was, hey, this is a dance. And I've seen the content type change too. I used to see more of the video dancing memes a lot more. I don't see that. I still see them, but not as much anymore. So can you talk about that? Yeah, I think it really changed when that video of the guy on the longboard with the cranberry juice went viral. And everyone, especially the older demographic, was like, oh, this is a platform that's like just short form videos. It's not dancing. And I think, or, or, or something like musically where you're lip syncing a bunch of songs. And that's what I think it was in the beginning, especially coming from something like, you know, musically and vine. People thought it was just, you know, uh, you lip sync words and dance, but it evolved over time with, uh, content like that. And just more and more people getting on the platform and just putting in their two cents on particular subjects. I mean, cooking, dancing, uh, like how to dance or how to videos, step-by-step tutorials, um, fitness content, uh, and, and just a lot more n- different niches got on the platform. That's when I thought it, it really started to, to ramp up and it continues to, especially in that demographic of like 30 to like 55 years old. I mean, that's the leading demographic on TikTok. And then it just you know, evolved over time. People started talking on the platform. People started building connections with the platform, uh, with people on the platform. And um, brands started seeing that. Brands started getting on it and and building their, you know, audience on that. And so then people were like, oh my God. And people just started seeing it over time. It just, just like any other platform, people just saw the attention and where it's at. And I think the reason why TikTok is unlike any other platform is because it's free attention at scale. Yeah. Right. And, and easier to gain that attention because if you take something like YouTube, for an example, there's so many places where people can go get content from. There's the homepage, trending page, recommended page, mm. uh, you know, news page. There's so many places where people can go get content from the live page. And I'm probably leaving out a couple. But with TikTok, there's one and that's a for you page. And you're brought to it right when you open the platform and millions of users just stick on that page and just continuously swipe for an hour and a half daily. Millions of people consuming thousands of thousands of videos a day. And so you have an opportunity in getting in front of those random people and random eyes. You just have to capitalize on it and structure it to where it's engaging 
and um, you know value for that particular audience. And if you do that, then you know, and inevitably it's going to perform well. But like in the beginning, when I started, I usually structured my my videos like a third grade essay: intro, body, conclusion. Intro being that hook, body being that information, and then conclusion being that call to action. But now I'm starting to realize where you don't even need a hook; you can just get straight into the value because over time, people's attention spans continue to get shorter yeah. and shorter, and people are just so selfish on the platform. I mean, consumers yeah. and the audiences to where they just want information. So as a creator. No one gives a shit who you are when you post yeah. a video. They just want value and they just want, and the algorithm just wants watch time. Yeah. So it has to be a short, brand new story that captures as many eyes and ears as possible. Right. No, I, that's a phenomenal breakdown of like, you know, why it's different, why it has succeeded. Cause you know, TikTok is the most addictive app of all time. Like, I'm not, I, yes, I can use social media, but I wasn't the guy that would spend, you know, go on Facebook at work and kind of log in. When it was kind of big, you know, but TikTok is one of those that's like, dude, I know I've seen those. Hey, you know, that person comes in. I've seen that like two or three times in one session. And it's like another big impact uh, uh, factor of why it's different is because it's interest based, you know. So like with with Instagram, you're posting content to your followers, uh, people that follow you. And I mean, barely anyone are going to see you like maybe on the Discover page or Reels if you're lucky. But with TikTok, they're only placing that content. Not only, I mean, they're placing it to your followers, but more importantly, to random people that are interested in that particular type of content because they want to keep people on the platform. And so they're constantly testing. And so that's why I always tell people, like, feed that algorithm content to collect more data on which audiences work and which don't with your particular niche and content style. Uh, But that is, is really, really, you know, revolutionary because it's like, you just need to create content in one particular niche. And this algorithm, this AI uh, technology will put that content in front of people that like that content. I mean, it, it, like with Facebook ads, you had to choose where to place that content. Interested in makeup, interested in fitness, interested in outdoors. But TikTok and the algorithm decides that. And the algorithm is way smarter yeah, than you. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Amazing insight. So what would you say is your biggest accomplishment to date? I would say waking up in the morning and loving what I'm doing. That's good. Not many people get to say that. I think, yeah, I think that's that's the biggest accomplishment. But also, you know, having such an impact on, having such of a big impact on like teenagers, young adults, and just even older people and, and changing their life. Um, and I don't get it a ton, but when people come up to me and say, man, I love your TikToks and I watch you, uh, it means the world to me. You know, it's, it's just, it's a feeling that you never get. Uh, it's just that, it's, it's that high that, you know, uh, all these people, all these big people like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone don't lie about. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really life-changing. It's, it's, it's awesome. So I'd say that um, being able to provide for myself and, and make that amount of money learning, networking. I mean, all of these things are, are really great accomplishments I pride myself on. So yeah. that's that's important. And you know what? It's it's crazy because I remember seeing your content and I followed you because I, I like those ones. I was like, because some people, they give a different type of value. They give what people think is value, right? They're kind of telling you fluffy, think yeah. it's helpful. But I remember I come across your content. I was like, all right, this dude knows this stuff. 
Let me follow him. And then somehow <laughs> when someone gave me the intro of like, hey, I forgot who gave us the intro. I was like, yo, I got to get this kid on. I was like, and then I was surprised. Like, wow, this kid's 18. Really on top of his stuff. So it's always cool just to see just how powerful, just kind of putting in the right type of work and just doing all that. So congrats to you, man. You're, you're having a good you. impact. You're doing the right things. And look, it's only going to get bigger. And you're only going to impact more people over time. Now, what was the hardest period of your life that you went through? Man, I would, I would probably say uh, during the pandemic where I was like, I don't know if I should do this e-commerce thing. I wasn't really socializing that much with my friends and you know, going out as much. That was probably the hardest part. And then a lot of people were, and then when I just started the e-commerce realm and, and, and building these businesses, uh, a lot of people were saying, uh, you know, what are you doing? You know, like, what you, stop doing all that. Like, you're just, you're not going to make it in that. There's, there's people that are way bigger than you in that, especially with content as well. Um, people just, you know, oh, dude. TikTok's all about dancers. You can't make, you, you can't get attention from teaching people about compound interest. And so that really, uh, that was really hard for me. I mean, I was just, I would say kind of lonely because it's like, uh, as a creator, it's like you, you are lonely. I mean, it's just content, content, it's grind, it's grind, it's grind. Um, and to have, I mean, rarely anyone, I mean, I had a couple people that were really like, dude, keep, keep grinding. Like you see this. I see this building on you. Get keep going and just stay focused. But when when majority of the people are are saying that it's 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 fucking yeah. hard, you know. But you just got to plow through it. You got to um, not listen to them. And it, listen, like if you're if you're doing something that you love and people are, are hating on it or spreading negativity, it's like that's that's just a reflection of them on, and on how they're feeling, you know, something might be screwed up in their life or, you know, internally. So, um, I like it. I like, I loved what, with, uh, what, what Connor McGregor said, it's like, whatever external happens, you can't let that affect the internal. Uh, what happens in the internal is up to you and you alone. And, you know, you can affect the external with the internal, but you can't let the external affect the internal. I love that perspective because it's, it's so easy to let that external affect you. So easy for that external to become your actual inner monologue, that actual internal. And good on you yeah. for realizing that early. Now, have you ever felt like insecure about not necessarily going to college? Um, maybe not going uh, for not going to college. Not really. I've, I've actually, I'm actually proud of not going to college. Um, because I'm going against everyone. I'm going against the the normal in society that I believe is not the right move for a lot of people. Now, if you love, if you like, I said, if you know what you love to do and and uh, gaining that right information of you know getting a a degree and going to college is relevant to that. You know, I think anything in in really the STEM field or law, like. Go ahead. Like I'm I'm jealous for you. That's yeah. awesome. But if you're going for business, unless you want to work for a business, but if you're going for business or or especially marketing, I think there's just way better ways uh to not only make more money off of that, but just get ahead and and get a better ROI of your money and your time. Um, uh, but I understand. I mean, majority of people go to college for the the fun aspect, for the experiences. And that's when I tell people it's like, 
enjoy your four-year vacation because after that, you're probably not going to have another vacation for the next 10 yeah, years. It's true. Uh, and just, yeah. And you know what the funny thing yeah. is? You can still go to college parties without going to college. Like, so you can live the exactly. true college life without yeah. worrying about the classes and all that stuff and sort of have the flexibility and all that. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about finals or anything like that. You know, you just have to worry about client deals, but at least you make money through that. So yeah. you've obviously accomplished a lot. You're in a good space. Now, what are your future goals? Yeah, I mean, I have a, a lot of goals within my company um, in terms of how we want to go about that and, and the the target audience. It's it's really um, bigger personal brands, entrepreneurs, investors, but also Fortune 500 companies and um, getting them to to build a, a long-lasting brand online. Um, you know, because I think every curator and every brand ha- now has the opportunity to make the next flow from progressive Tony the Tiger, Jake from State Farm, but also, especially if you're a company uh, in-house that has a warehouse, that has an office space, you have the next, you have an opportunity to make the next office with Michael, Dwight, Jim, like that show. And so that's, that, that's really what, what we're trying to, to do. Um, and just, I think uh, also I, I want to start maybe a, a, a side like e-commerce brand with, with hats because I wear a lot of hats. So that was, an, that was another thing, but I wanted to do that after high school. And um, yeah, I mean, also really putting content number one priority. I always put content on the top. So uh, building my audience on YouTube, building my audience on, uh, continuing to build my audience on TikTok, connecting more on, on LinkedIn, um, and just, you know, getting more products out, better products, everything like that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. you've got a bright future. I'd love to do another follow-up episode in like a year or two, kind of just see sure. uh, how many followers you get to and just what type of content you create. Now, is there any way that you think the education could be system can be changed for someone like you? That you get more value out oh, of it? I don't think it can be changed. I mean, because there's just so many, um, there's so, so many obstacles. There's so many people that it has to go through. Um, but I think it could be a different type of educational system. And I think it could be e-learning, uh, digital courses. But, you know, and that that's another thing that I want to do long-term is like really change the educational system or, or the like way we learn um, because I think school is getting more and more outdated and soon enough we won't, we just won't need it and people will uh, just choose not to go because they're, they're learning better and more things online. Um, it, like we are now, I mean, now we're just like learning s- stuff online that's way better than the textbooks or what the teacher can teach us. Um, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we want, we literally watch courses and, and YouTube videos of people teaching about a particular subject rather than the teacher teaching about the particular subject. And so I think it 100% should be changed. Um, you know, like we don't even learn about the one thing that controls our life or, or we learn about it for a semester and econ, but I mean, really you're, you're going to give something that controls every single one of our lives uh, a semester to learn about. And I mean, I'm learning about it right now and we're, we're not learning the things that we really should be learning. I mean, 
how to invest, why you should invest, the psychology of investing and, and money, uh, what the rich do, what the, what the poor do, investing into assets versus liabilities, uh, putting, your, putting your money that you worked and spent your time for into things that are going to make you more money. So that way you don't have to spend your time to make more money. I mean, it's just, it's, it's things that people just don't uh, understand and learn in high school or college for that matter. Um, so I, I 100% think that it should be changed. I don't think it, it will be any, at least anytime yeah, soon, no, it's, which it's, is unfortunate, it's but yeah. very slow to get changed. You know, um, that's just how it is. Yeah. Now, any final thoughts, any words of wisdom that you want to share, any story that you kind of want to share that we haven't gone through? I would really say, you know, if you're young out there and you want to, you know, become successful or, or you have an idea, here are a couple of things I would, I would say. I would, a lot of people say, go find your passion. Uh, and it's like, great, thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll go yeah. do that. I'll go to the passion store and I'll just get my passion. Yeah. Right. But I think what's, what, what most people don't understand is passion. Passion is the exit point, not the entry point. Let me explain. Like I said earlier, when we work hard for something that we don't believe in, that's called stress. When we work hard for something that we do believe in, that's called passion. So it's the exit point, not the entry point. So I would really recommend you to figure out your ideals, create your ideals, create your values, and figure out really what you believe in and pursue a career or business or whatever you want to do in that particular uh, field slash niche. And even better, look for someone that is where you want to be. Look for someone that is doing the things that you want to do and contact them. Reach out to them. LinkedIn, like if you know them, if it's a family friend, even better. Um, I mean, my brother did this really well with his linebacker coach. My brother loves personal training, lifting, and his linebacker coach was that. He owned his own gym, personal trainer. And so my brother went to him, contact him, and now he works for him. And so, but that... But the main thing when you when you're reaching out to these people is, look, I will work hard for I will I will work for you for free for the next ninety days, super super hard. I will be the hardest worker you will ever see, and just do everything for them. I mean, literally everything. Do their laundry, go get coffee for them, do their documents, do all the dirty work, because what you really want is knowledge and connections. You don't want like money will come and go, you know, and and it will continue to come and go. But knowledge and connections are things that are going to stay, stay with you for the rest of your life. And they're things that can allow you to make more money. Um, so that's what I would really, uh, would really focus on if I were to start over again is, is knowledge and connections. And, you know, obviously, if you don't know about money, learn about money, you, you got to become financially literate. I mean, it's just you have, a, you have an ability that you you have an advantage that you will ne- never get for the rest of your life in terms of investing when you're young, and that is time. And this will allow you to take full advantage of, of compound interest and and allowing your money to just grow and grow and grow. Um, so definitely get get financially literate. Work for people for free. Gain experience. Gain connections. Gain knowledge. Learn things. Um, and and yeah, just go into something that you know you believe in that aligns with your ideals and your values. I love that. How can people support you? How can people follow you? Yeah, so go to, uh, I have two TikTok accounts, at Coach Stone and at Stone Fredrickson. And then I also have uh, two YouTube channels, Sticks and Stones Podcast 
and uh, just Stone Fredrickson. You can add me on LinkedIn, Stone Fredrickson. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And I got so much value. I'm going to get on my TikTok game because I was on it for a little bit. Then I slacked. So I have no excuse now. You gave me so much insight. Thank you so much for your time. I know the sky's the limit. Keep on rocking. Keep on inspiring. Keep on being you, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by you. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast. On Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree inc. If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J-O-N-A-E-D, last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem. NoDegree.com. Yeah. So, you got no degree? No problem. No problem. Any problem, we can solve them. We got this. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving, growing and knowing. Wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. If you didn't know, now you know. Let's sing that again, everybody. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in a knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Yeah.